Hello there. The night is dark and full of terrors. Don't remind me oh, of that yes. show. What? Don't remind me of that show. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about how dark it was outside. How scary and how silver shamrocks and costumes and Halloween-ness. Yeah. Spurling its scary, ugly tail. That's right. Welcome to Time for Go to Bed. Things. Yes. Brought to you be by... afraid, be very, very afraid. It's that time of year that Susan tries to cook. Oh, and Livin' is here. Hi, Livin'. Good That's evening. Right. Hopefully he's feeling all better. Yep, I welcome so. to Time for Go to Bed, brought to you by Voodoo Zombie Boutique. Yes, your one-stop shop for all things scary in physical media. That's right, DVDs, VHS, and... HD. No, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. And no. <laughs> Blu-rays. We yeah, have three yeah, HD DVDs that we're stuck with. Yeah. You know, we even got a couple beta. We you have know. some video discs. The the predecessors to laser discs, but we haven't listed them yet. We haven't listed them, so. You want those. Yeah. I messages. do have some Ed Wood uh, laser discs, but I'm not selling those. Heck no, you're not, because you love your Ed Wood. Love you, Redwood. So uh, it's very scary out. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, you know what's scary? Time. You know what's really scary is when you buy Halloween candy and you, <laughs> and you <laughs> get right. it home, yeah. and you buy a big, massive bag of what says it says it contains four different types of candy put up by the Tootsie Corporation. Mm -hmm. You get dots. You get yeah. Junior Caramels, right? Yeah. And yeah. you get Junior Mints and Mini Charleston Shoes in the little mini movie uh, theater boxes because I love giving out that kind of candy, you know? And sure. I personally love Junior Mints and I love Junior, love Char junior I love the Mint. Mini Charles Charleston Shoes. And I open yeah. the bag and I look in and it's just dots in the, in the Junior Caramels. There's no Junior what? Mints. There's no what? Charleston shoes. What a bunch of jerks. And I am you going nothing to write more a than very... the refreshing taste of a peppermint patty like taste in a junior mint. I love junior mints. And and I, I haven't doesn't? been able to find them anywhere at the, in the store lately. Yeah. So now here I am stuck eating a bunch of dots. And the dots are all sticky. Dots aren't supposed to be sticky. What are these from last year? Why would it? Want something fruity for Halloween? Nobody wants anything fruity. I like fruity. That's for the summer. Yeah, mm. but it's for the summer. You got to cut through some of that rich chocolateiness with with something fruity. Sorry, I mean Skittles are really popular for Halloween. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Spree, but mm -hmm. you know, sometimes if you want fruity, you buy your gummy worms. That's what. Or if you want yeah. chocolate and fruit, get some raisinets. You're right. I'm That's sitting true. on a box of those that could be true. as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you what, I'm not very happy about this, and I am going to write a, a, a very firmly uh, worded letter firmly. to the Tootsie Company. Like the old times when you would when you would get irritated, and then you would write a firmly 
A stern letter. Stern oh, letter. Yes. Very stern. I uh, I did that with the Bumblebee Tuna Corporation one time, and they sent me a whole bunch yep. of coupons for free tuna products. So yeah. we'll see. I um, hope so. But uh, but I just yeah. can't believe that because we probably won't have any trick or treaters, and that's fine. It's 2021. If my future self is listening to this, and the Delta variant is out, man, and you never know. We probably won't have any trick-or-treaters. It's not like this is a popular trick-or-treating street. But well, it's good to have a little candy on hand. That's yeah, and we've got like all kinds of families with kids on this street, but they just they pack up and they go to more affluent neighborhoods to take their kids trick-or-treating. And they're like, oh, screw the neighborhood there, kids. There's the other... Well, we live in a area of Cleveland, and half of it is not so good for trick-or-treating, and half of it is like bungalow city they have hundreds of hundreds of trick-or-treaters yeah because you know the classes houses are close together and some people really get into it and they give gifts and they give big chocolate bars and all that stuff because it's fun yeah but so yeah so yeah you know um we we had a couple good uh halloweens but you know it's like what's funny is all the people with kids None of them would give out candy. It was like us and this gay couple that lived across the street for years yeah. that were the only two that yeah. would give out candy. You know? And then he would want to trade. He would want to trade. Yeah. Oh, well, let's trade leftovers. And he's like, uh, I'm like, okay, what do you got? Jolly Ranchers? I'm like, I'm not trading you my good sh- stuff for Jolly Ranchers. You should have bought a little bit of chocolate and some, and some good stuff. And we don't, we yeah. give out, since we don't give a lot of trick or treaters, we give out handfuls of chocolate. Candy, well, you know. we would have had six kinds of candy to give out this year had Tootsie not dropped the freaking ball. This but now shocking. we have four kinds. Now we have four kinds. We have Dots, Junior Caramels, which are nothing to write home about. Milk Duds are way better. We've got some Spiders and Dum Dums from last year. Oh, God. Those Dum Dums, no. Uh, <laughs> Gotta give out last year's Dum Dums. Give, give out the Spiders. Don't give out the Dum Dums. There's only like four of them. Throw them out. All I think Adam there. Adam what do you think? Should we give out last year's dum dums? I don't think that's that's a good thing to do. Um, <laughs> you never do. That's oh. nonsense. Oh, make me laugh. You make me so, laugh. So yeah, so and speaking of Halloween, um yeah, uh, yeah I have got uh, you know, uh, uh well yeah, the, so the report the report is in on whether or not my purchase of scream masks, the ghost face killer masks were a success, and and it was. It was a moderate success. Yes, I think it was an excellent success. Well, I picked up twenty scream masks, okay, and I bought special boxes for them. So my overall investment was just over a little over a hundred dollars. So I think we had to sell seven of them to make it all back. We yeah, sold, yeah, yeah. Sold the seven, and then we sold an additional five more, and I had to stop selling them because getting towards the last uh, eight that I have, we have um, the, uh, you know, some of them aren't have some imperfections. And so I was like, all right, well, I doubled my money. You know, I, I made back all my money plus another $100, so I call it good. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, clean up the other ones and, you know, because uh, some of them need to be reshaped. Some of them are a little dented. I think I can do that easily by 
maybe using a, a you know a, a carefully using a heat gun or a hair dryer or something like that to soften up the plastic and force it out and then it, some of them they oversprayed with the paint here and there so I'll, I'll go in with maybe with a little bit of acetone and a in a paper towel and try and wipe that off you know but the thing is you found fun masks and thought maybe not everybody in the nation has access to these so i'll sell them to people online that want yeah. them and that's that's a considerate thing that you did well uh, Very you know, nice. and also scanned them when i was in the store and saw they sold for 18 dollars plus shipping so i was like i'm going to sell them at 18 dollars yeah. plus shipping um and uh you know i mean four bucks a piece not bad so yeah and again they had tags on them and they they had the original you know uh the scream logo so they were officially yeah. licensed it wasn't some kind of chintzy knockoff so you know mm -hmm. people were looking for that and it was pretty well constructed it had mesh it has yeah. mesh so you know you couldn't see your eyes real good behind it uh, black mesh yeah. and then uh it had a, a nice little um uh, elastic headband on the inside to keep it straight too so, uh, mm -hmm. pretty pretty good quality mask. It has a hood attached to it too. You know that it's it's kind of you know cheap black fabric. But all you need, get yourself a graduation robe from the thrift store, and ta-da! You know I have a, a graduation robe I bought a while back that it's really versatile. You can wear it for, you know, I, I dressed as like a a wizard or a cultist or something. You know, I the devil. You know, black yeah black robe. You dress it up with all kinds of stuff, and you know yeah. looks great. Yeah. So. That's a that's a must have. But yeah, check the, do that. You know, around Halloween, check out your local thrift stores and see if you can find a graduation gown. If you because for a last minute Halloween costume, just throw that on and you know some put some black circles under your eyes and you know hey. uh, I don't know you know or Adam you know you could make a Manos the Hands of Fate cloak out of that you know. Sure. So. Uh, <laughs> um, scary, 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 scary. But yeah, you know, uh, so so that was that was pretty successful, you know. And we also blew out recently. Uh, there was something we bought. Um, we we had a lot of bulk sales recently of items that we we found, you know, in, you know, um, with uh, well, not not a lot of bulk sales, but we had two bulk sales that wiped us out of all but one of a case of twenty um usb floppy disk drives that i spotted at uh savers uh, a local thrift store they were marked five dollars a piece and i i mentioned it to susan i was like yeah you know if you want to you know check it out and she was like well you know what i'm so she just went you just went back and used the 20 percent off coupon and got them for four bucks a piece factory yeah. sealed and what they were is they're these I mean, they're mechanical, you know. Well, they're not mechanical. Well, they're they're, they're a computer. They're they're a, a plug and play computer device. They're uh, yeah. If you have your resumes floating around, you've worked the same job for twenty years, and you got to get a resume. But oh my god, my resume's on a floppy disk. What do I do? Well, you go buy one of these, and you stick in your yeah. floppy disk. Plug this, you know, you plug this into a USB port, and you know, drag all your information off the floppies. So. Yeah. Um, so I had bought one um, from my my previous employer had bought it because they were like, oh, this is old technology and we, we don't have these on CDs anymore, but we have the information we need on CDs. So you can use this and put it in a real computer. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So when I saw these or you saw them, 
at the Goodwill, I thought, we can sell those new in package for more than they're selling them. And yeah, people so, need them. Yeah, but we so finally it, sold out of those except for one. Yeah, and, and we're waiting on a payment for the like uh, uh, the last three that we, we pulled the listing down yeah, because we only have yeah. one left. That we're just going to hang on yeah. to it and see if you know they start going for even more. Um, because the, the, the guys who, the last two people who bought, bought them, cause one guy bought four and one guy bought three. So the last two guys who bought them, well, I checked out their accounts and they're totally going to flip these for their stores. And it's like, that's fine because you know, that's fine. We, you know, you want to flip them, flip them. You know, that the, my feeling is if I'm getting my money back and more, uh, you do, you do what you want, but you know, I'm not buying yeah. products that, that expensively priced and flipping them. I'm I'm buying yeah. them dirt cheap and flipping them. And what we've talked about is at our meetings for Voodoo Zombie Boutique and check out Voodoo Zombie Boutique on uh, on on eBay. Um, what we've talked <laughs> about is we don't have to make all the money. We just have to make some of the money. You know, yeah, sure. we don't, don't want to have the top price. Sometimes we just want to sell things at, at somewhat of a, a decent profit, a reasonable profit. Other people I, can. I undercut other crazy price. Yeah, I undercut other sellers all the time. Yeah, yeah. Even you know, uh, I'll find the person like if I'm selling something factory sealed, I'll find somebody who's selling it, um, you know, factory sealed, and and I'll be like, all right, well, I'll put it up for a couple bucks less than them, and you know, I'll snag the sale, and I'm still exactly getting a hefty profit because. At this point, where with all of our factory sealed movies and stuff, it's all profit now because of what we were able to do. Because we just sold, I just sold a couple more factory sealed things. I think from uh, yeah, um, from that that one estate sale we always talk about a four hundred dollar investment, and we made we made thousands of dollars off of that stuff. So yeah. because the guys running the estate sale was, were like, we fun, don't know anything about. The guys at the estates that were like, we only deal with antiques. We don't know anything about this stuff. I don't want to learn anything about this stuff. Get it out of here. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, wow. Okay, buddy. Well, all, all right. right. Bust your bust your ass moving a heavy ass, you know, antique dresser. I'll 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 send this out for three nineteen media mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it's 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 funny, you know, but you cannot be that's that's the thing we talk about. You can't be an expert in everything. I get that. I don't want to be an expert in anything either. Um everything either. And I and I would be more than happy to you know, sell something to someone and be like, "Hey, you deal with your area of expertise. Awesome." You know, at at a small profit. We want to you know, keep the good feelings out there and and just uh pass things along you know we don't we don't want to you don't want to get greedy just yeah yeah and and you know and i mean get, you know for a while there in the beginning we did uh, you know start getting a little uh big for our britches and we we messed up because we we had some listings that were uh we were trying to do bulk listings on things that were sealed and we, we we messed up because some of them were resale rentals. Some of them, you know, and, and the thing is you put it and then like we had one idiot who thought he got all of the movies in the in the thing and it was only one yeah, copy. Yeah. And so we that don't we don't do multiples of anything because um 
uh, unless it's something like the screen masks where I can, you know, go through and it's like, you know, there's going to be minor differences, but nothing that somebody could like argue about, you know, it's not going to be blue, you know, <laughs> um, it's, yeah. it's the same, same mask is, is what's pictured. I'm going to find the best one I can out of what's remaining and send it sure. out. Sure. So sure. I sold one of those to Ireland, uh, to somebody in Ireland. Um, yeah, we were happy about that. Oh, cover for me. I gotta um, pull. No, oh, oh I hear the, the timer food. going up. Okay. No, but yeah, yeah, it's they, driving me crazy. We've had pretty great luck with the selling the masks. They, they they've shipped within three days on the East Coast. Uh, a lot of people, uh, uh, one or two people in Ohio, a couple people in New York, guy in New Jersey. Uh, down, I think I I sold one to some, uh, a fella in Tennessee, Mister Hebert. Um, but you know, they, they were going well and, uh, you know, I sold at least, I think two to California. I don't know if they're getting them in time. I didn't guarantee it, but, but I, I ended the listing on Tuesday because I was like, that's it. You know, people, and people were starting to go crazy asking questions. Can you overnight it to me? And it's like, I, if there's an option for you to pay for that kind of shipping on the auction, do it. But I, I set up the auctions one way. I'm not. I'm sorry. You you should have bought the mask two weeks ago. I had them up. You know you shouldn't have waited to the last minute and then said, "Can you overnight it? I need it by Friday." No, I can't. No, come on, go away, buddy. You know, be more prepared. You know, the, yeah, pick totally. another costume because you it ain't it ain't happening for you this year. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was it was bubbling, but it, it seems kind of soupy. So I'm gonna put it in for another fifteen. <laughs> okay. So, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, it seems so soupy. She's making dinner, uh, the, in case you wondered where that came from. So, everyone. Well, so. they know. That's why the timer went off. I know. It's a conversation we were having before the show, not during okay. the show. So now they now people understand. But, um, but now yeah. people know. We're making a casserole because it's fall. It is. Yes. Casserole. Yes. Yeah, a uh, little ravioli casserole. Very excited. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think, um, you know, the masks were kind of moderate success. Uh, you know, I still have some back stock left on them. And again, anything I sell those for down the road is pure profit. So that's good. Um, and uh, we had some pretty keen sales this week on some old stuff that it just uh, hadn't moved, you know, in, in, uh, you know, in a long time, um, which is pretty strange. I mean, there were several old, old things that uh, sold. And, uh, you know, I was like, and one, there was like one movie that we sold and I was like, I don't even know that movie. Oh, I think I talked about that one mm-hmm. last week. It was that ro- romantic, um, Oh God, I don't even remember the name of it. It was in, it was featured in what we sold, uh, the audio segment. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, you know, some, but there's been some pretty interesting sales. We did sell, uh, this was cool. There was a woman who reached out to Susan the other day about, we have a lot of factory sealed Cleveland Browns VHS tapes. You want to tell <laughs> yes, everybody about I was, that? I was proud of myself too. Yeah. Tell Go everybody ahead. about, tell everybody about that. Oh, well, yeah, we just had a, um, we had a bunch of them up. We had a lot of them. So I was looking through stuff and I'm like, oh, here's four Cleveland Browns VHS. Four different, yeah, four different ones. 
So you three were to- sealed in oh three in were sealed original packaging, and then you know these are from the nineties. So I put them up, and I was like, "Gosh, maybe somebody will buy these," you know. So the la- lady, well, lady or I know I think it was a gentleman, um, messaged me and said, "That's a cool lot, but I have three of those. I don't have this one." And I was like, "Oh, actually, I remembered." I think I have one, but I didn't speak up and say, I think I have one. I just ran out and found it, brought it back in, took pictures of it, posted it. And I posted it for like, you know, 30 bucks, 30 bucks with a bargain down price. So they got a little bargain down price, too. And then I told them, oh, I just posted it, you know, check it out. And they bought it. So I'm like, yay! I feel happy because. I have no idea what to do with sports stuff. Mm-hmm. We we don't follow the sports, but you know yeah. there are some fans of the Browns, and I I respect them because not the Browns don't always do well. But anybody that's a fan of them, God love them. They got other pro, you know they got problems, but yeah, yeah. So problem being the Browns, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I I did pretty good on a. I I found recently, and I don't know where I got this, but I know I either I got it for super cheap or maybe a dollar. But uh, Spider Man Two, two thousand four DVD. Yeah. Uh, I put that up, and it sold pretty quick. It was factory sealed, thirteen ninety thirteen ninety nine free shipping. Um, this one I was so happy this finally sold. Uh, it, there's a VHS tape that I got in a lot and, um, it was, uh, Bigfoot Thunder on Wheels, 1989. Once again. Uh, yeah. But this, it wasn't about Bigfoot. It was about a, the monster a truck. car, a monster yeah, well, truck. I think which, they got once it from again, we know thund- nothing about Thunder that. on Wheels might've been a giveaway for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and it it, it, it the, so the description is Bigfoot Thunder on Wheels, nineteen eighty nine, tested Bob Chandler behind the scenes footage, monster truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, you know, it, and it, it was a you know, so that was a fun little um, sale that something was just hanging around, and um, another one that uh, you know I had up for a while. Uh, Conga from 1961, a kind of a King Kong knockoff. Um, I, I the title on that was Conga DVD 1961, brand new. A Michael Michael Gal uh, B movie, Big Dumb Ape punches London. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that that description. That was awesome. Yeah, Big Dumb, Big Ape, Dumb Ape punches Ape. London. Uh, and wow. then, uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, that, uh, Angelina Jolie and, uh, Jude Law movie. And then a lot of, and, yeah. and but most of our sales were, uh, you know, the, the masks, it was just masks, masks, yeah. masks, masks, masks. So, you know, cause I was cool. just like going, running out to the garage, grabbing another mask. And, um, and then, uh, we sold, oh, oh yeah, that, that, this is great. 30 pairs of. Uh, new and package uh, earplugs that my dad had tons of these in his house. So 30 pairs and this guy bought the, the same guy who bought three of the uh, floppy drives bought uh, 30 pairs of these earbuds for 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. So we're shipping that together. So we're going to make even more money on it because we're shipping that 
essentially we're shipping that for free because they don't weigh anything. So those are going in with the floppy no. drives and you know, we, we make that much more money that we didn't have to spend shipping that item that had free shipping on it. Cause basically those, those things are packaging peanuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I did put them in a bubble, bubble envelope and, you know, try to keep, keep them mm -hmm. safe. And so they didn't get all smushed or anything. Um, yeah. but you know, <coughs> it is, it oh, is sorry. filler. It is filler in the package. And another mm -hmm. thing we've started to do to, to save money on packaging is the, uh, uh, the volume of print, the labels I've been printing out on the, on the, my printer, uh, basically there's a whole half a sheet of paper that I, that well, I was folding them for the longest time and then just taping the whole folded sheet of paper on there. So, you know, all the information was going on there, but I, I decided to start cutting them out. They're a little easier to tape and keep them straight and everything. If it's just one layer of paper. So I, uh, I've been cutting them out and then, um, Susan's been shredding that half of the, the page and now we've got, you know, nice clean paper that we're, we're shredding for packing material too. So, um, yeah. and, and that's good. And I save all my junk mail too, uh, to, you know, like the, the sale flyers for grocery stores and, you know, whatever drug stores and all that crap. I save all that yeah. stuff and I, I, I'll wrap certain things in that, uh, just to, sorry, I'm yawning. Um, just to keep things, mm -hmm. you know, j just to, uh, again, uh, just recycling as much as possible. And because I am buying new materials and, um, but it's a must. I have to have these boxes. I just ordered more of the boxes because we're down to our last, uh, like, I don't know, 24 or something, uh, 25. I think we had mm -hmm. a total of 50 to begin with. And, I, and then I had broken, got into that other case. My fr our friend uh, Bob, um, uh, him and his wife Stephanie are big eBayers, and he's like, "You better brace yourself for Christmas because you're gonna be selling stuff like crazy." So I hope so. I I hope nice. so too. I'm totally in. And we're trying to get more brand new stuff because brand new stuff is you know more appealing to people. People don't want to buy something old and dirty for a Christmas present, right? Yeah, um, they want to give uh, stuff that's new in the packaging. Yeah. Yeah. So and we're trying to post as much as that if we have, and we have a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. But we do have some some used stuff, but I always make sure anything that's used go, that goes out is clean. It is yeah. clean. I will clean it myself. There's a variety of ways of different to clean different things. You can clean cardboard, like I said, with the Zippo fluid. You know, you can put a little bit of Windex on, you know, a paper towel and you know, do a DVD box. Just make sure you don't get any of the Windex near the, the paper. I think I've mentioned that before because it'll suck it right in there and, you know, warp the pa the paper. You don't want that. That's true. So, to be super safe, just take the insert out, Windex your case down, then fan it out, let it dry a little bit, and you're good. But I... it. If something looks super dirty when I'm, you know, out shopping, even if it's something, you know, cool looking, I'll put it right back because if I don't, you know, I, I don't, I have enough stuff. I don't have time to clean a bunch of crap, but we did find it. We, we did do a, a, a pretty, pretty interesting little, um, well, we'll talk about that. Some of the finds, uh, and I'll, I'll pull up our, our current listings, um, 
because I just listed some brand new uh, stuff on DVD that I thought was really interesting that I'd never heard of. Some weird sci-fi and animation and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, ooh, the, the complete series of a certain show that's near and dear to my heart that I'm really excited to have in our store. Um, but we'll get to that when we come back. But yeah, there's three things I didn't mention that we sold. And you know what we mm -hmm. do with those, right? We put what? those in what we sold this time for 1028, 2021. Here's the last three things that we sold, except the Browns one should have been in here, but the Browns one was a Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael Stanley music video. So I couldn't mm -hmm. really play the, uh, the song in here. Could ask cat BMI and stuff. But other than the Browns one, here are the last three things we sold. Casino Royale is too much for one James Bond. Join the Casino Royale fun movement. Mr. Bond, I'm Lieutenant Mathis of the Special Police. Peter Sellers is James Bond. These are my credentials. They appear to be in order. Ursula Andress is James Bond. David Niven is James Bond. Woody Allen is James Bond. My, my doctor says I can't have bullets enter my body at any time. <laughs> what if I said I was pregnant? Joanna Pettit is James Bond. Rather warm in here, don't you think? Cool it, Charlie. Casino Royale is too much for one James Bond. Orson Welles is the heaviest heavy of smirch. Dahlia Lavi is James Bond. I'm the new secret weapon. Casino Royale is too much for one James Bond. Next, Terence Cooper is James Bond. Barbara Boucher is James Bond. Casino Royale is indestructibly wild. Hello, sailor. Indescribably funny. Oh, you like that sort of thing, eh? the Casino Royale fun movement. Prepare yourself for the ultimate battle. Galaxy of Terror. Hell has just been relocated. It orbits a burned out star at the edge of the galaxy. It's been waiting a billion years to scare you to death. Trapped in a living maze of terror. What are the odds of us getting out of here? 
play the odds. Stranded astronauts Edward Albert and Aaron Moran battle hordes of hideous shadow demons, encounter the razor-sharp living glass, brave the pit of doomed souls, just to discover the only way out is death. Is Bart turning into a monster with sinister powers? Get you from your side of the family. No monsters on my side. The Simpsons kick off Fox's Halloween Bash Thursday. All right. So I couldn't find exactly what I wanted for the Simpsons uh, uh, Treehouse of Horror DVD that I sold. Uh, <laughs> it was four classic episodes on a DVD. It was used, and I sold it for, I think, 10 bucks or something like that. Not Not a lot, but... Again, this is something that we just had from, uh, you know, kind of Halloweeny, kinda. I don't yeah, know. it's totally Halloweeny. Uh, it's perfect for that. So, so we sold that, yeah. and I had a really gorgeous copy uh, of the uh, Galaxy of Terror, the Roger Corman classic, um, uh, starring Edward Albert, Eddie Albert's late son. Um, hmm. He passed away a while back, and Aaron Moran, who was. Uh, uh, Joni in Happy Days is in that, and it also had Ro Robert England, horror favorite Robert England, Freddy Krueger, uh, Sid Haig, um, you know, from uh, Spider Baby, his first, you know, breakout role, and then of course he worked with yeah. Rob Zombie before he died on a bunch of those horror films, <laughs> and then uh, the original 1967 Casino Royale, the John James Bond spoof, sold that for it was a slim case DVD. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I, I looked at it and was like, that's not going to be worth anything. Little did I know, I was sitting on a $30 DVD that, you know, again, and this is something we shouldn't even have because it was something that from the big, the one the one estate sale we keep going back to, it's the King's Highway one. We, we'll just tell everybody. We King's call it Highway. The King's Highway. Because that's the. We the name road. our acquisitions instead of naming it from the person we talked to. We named it from the street they lived on. Yeah, so, so Kings we, Highway is where they lived. Yeah, so. Kings Highway, and um, this was one where we got a whole bunch of DVDs and Blu-rays after the fact because there was a there was this young couple there who were Amazon sellers who were buying all this stuff, and uh, they were really they were scanning stuff on their phones as they were doing it, and it was really annoying. And uh, but they they spent so much time scanning stuff that they they kind of dropped the ball and uh, m mm -hmm. much like Homer dropped his coconut. Um, <laughs> and oh, uh, is it Homer or Abe? I'm not sure. Oh, uh, maybe it's Abe. I'm I not think sure. it's Abe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we can't bust heads like we used to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was something we shouldn't have gotten because we were, we, uh, we gave, we said, we'll give you 300 for all the remaining VHS 
And the, then the these kids were like, we don't have room for more stuff. And uh, we're, they're like, you can take the rest of the DVDs and Blu-rays. And I was like, okay. Um, but what was really Twist cool arm, about... But what, my arm. But what was really cool and how I so I just listed this, this Casino Royale DVD. And all these other people had it listed and they had it listed high, but they didn't have any details on it. And they, uh, and they didn't talk about the contents of the DVD. The contents of the DVD are really important because it just didn't have Casino Royale. It had, there was a television program in the 1950s called Climax. Um, and it was, it, it's kind of an inappropriate sounding name. Um, but it, 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 there was a show called Climax and it, and it was the first on-screen appearance, uh, it, you know, small screen, of, of course, of James Bond being portrayed by an actor, and it was an mm -hmm. adaptation, a television adaptation of Casino Royale. And so I went, you know, and I did the research, I put that in the description of the listing, and boom, that it sold within a couple days. And, um, you know, so you, you, you put that info out there uh, for a real diehard James Bond collector, they're going to want that. And... I don't know if the, it, this has been released. I don't think that this is. Um, it could. I I didn't see what because usually when you do a search for DVD, it'll show you some Blu-rays too, um, you know, or it'll say here's similar items, you know. But I don't think, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think the 1967 Casino Royale has been released on Blu-ray, and it probably has something to do with the fact that they made a legit Casino Royale movie with. Um, the current James Bond, um, I can't remember, Daniel Craig. Uh, so it, it might be something like that. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Bond. They called him Jimmy in, in Jim in that TV show, <laughs> Adam. I don't know if you've seen it before, but um, but anyway. So, so so yeah, so that, those were the, uh, the three big sales. Um, uh, or not three big sales, the three last sales uh, to compile. So... Kind of exciting stuff, and and again, the Treehouse of Horror, the one that that was was not listed that long ago either, so uh, that was good. But uh, yeah, so some recent listings of uh, things that we just got, and Adam says he's interested in this. I'm really excited about it. Um, I will uh, while I start talking about it, I'll actually post a link to it. Cause it, and it's it, it's a shame. It it seems like it should be worth a lot more than it is, but it it's is. not. Um, there's probably some kind of Blu-ray edition that's like really super valuable, but it's the uh, original 1970s um, uh, Americanized version of Ultraman, uh, show that I grew up on, of course. Uh, the um, yeah, uh, and it's a four DVD set, and I found it. Uh, it's not sealed, but it, it's really obnoxious because all the discs were stacked on top of each other on a long kind of spindle in the middle of it. So I took them out, and I I just happened to have some uh, DVD CD sleeve window sleeves, nice and clean, brand new. And um, I took all the discs and I put them in those. So I'm hoping that'll help the the selling of this, you know, because I did elevate the price a little bit, added a little bit more information to the description. Um, you know, and, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Japanese superhero kaiju, uh, kids show, you know, it was a great show, freaky beginning. Um, you know, I just loved, loved Ultraman. So, um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, so that that's something that I got. Another thing that I thought was interesting that we um, just listed is where is it? There was there's mm-hmm. a, a a a TV show called Metal. Uh, it was a television show, uh, a, a Franco Belgian produced sci fi anthology series called Metal Hurlant. And essentially what Metal Hurlant was based on was there was a French magazine um, called Metal Hurlant. I don't know if that's how you say it or not. Metal Hurlant. And it was kind of like heavy metal. You know, the the, Mm -hmm. um, American magazine, Heavy Metal, because it was, you know, all kinds of different stories and stuff. Now, Mobius was involved with the magazine, too, which is interesting because Mobius is, you know, pretty famous. Uh, But it's, yeah, two two discs, uh, two disc set. Um, and I just thought it was uh, a really fascinating uh, looking series. Um, but yeah, the Metal Hurlant Chronicles, the complete series. Um, just yeah, picked pick that up cool. for a buck. Um, and, uh, you know, that was neat. I don't know if Adam will know this one, but this one actually sells well too. Um, I don't know if I finished the... I might have to revise this one, but... Something called, there was uh, an animated show from 2001 called uh, Shadow Raiders. And I found um, Shadow Raiders Final Conflict Volume 6. It has the final five episodes of this animated series. So, and it sells well. So I put it out for $17.19 or, or make an offer, you know. Um, but, you know. It, but the lenticular it, cover? No, that's not the lenticular cover one. That oh, one, that one oh. is called Midnight Movie. Oh yeah, I did um, that one too. Yeah, that one's been listed. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but you know, and you know, there's been some other things. I found a sealed copy of Superman Doomsday for a buck, which has James Marsters uh, as Lex Luthor. Of course, James Marster, well, oddly enough, played uh, Brainiac in Smallville, but he plays Luthor in Superman Doomsday. Uh, he was also in Buffy. He was the bad guy in Buffy. Um, I can't remember what his name was. Um, but was you know, the, and, who's, mm-hmm. who got a, some bad advice on his eyebrows? Uh, kind of looked like an evil Graham Bonnet. Uh, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his character's name was, but he was the bad guy in, in Buffy. Um. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, that, that was something I found and it's like, you know, that it's sealed. It'll, you know, it'll sell eventually. I'm not selling it for a lot because it's, you know, it doesn't have a slip cover. Uh, so a lot of these, you find DVDs brand new, but somehow the, the, you know, the slip case is, is just missing, you mm. know? So, so that's annoying. So when something has a slip case, that definitely helps the price. Um, and then, uh, uh, Sue's was uh, nice enough to agree to sell a sealed copy of Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, uh, which can't keep everything. No, yeah, and that 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 one's on VHS though, and um, I need to do a little more research on that one. I did, I need to revise that listing a little bit. I thought I did, but I, apparently I did not. Um, oh man, I, I think I did the research, but I forgot and I screwed up. Um, excuse me, I had to cough. Sorry for the silence. Um, 
Okay. But yeah, I posted so, a picture mm, of Brainiac from um Yeah. Smallville. Yeah, that's Is that the that's guy. Mhm, that's James Marsters. That's him. But uh yeah. but yeah, Little Nemo and Slumberland, that actually there's an interesting um oh, there's a there's an interesting story behind how that got made. Um uh, Little Nemo and Slumber. Really like, like the cartoon. I know that it's not like really on the PC up and up because of the time frame, but a lot of things mm -hmm. from written in that time frame aren't, which Renee, is a shame. But yeah. at the same time, oh well, you know. It had a uh, Rene Abourgeois. Uh, Abourgeois. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I uh, know Adam's a fan. Great voice artist, Mickey Rooney. Um. Mm was in it um and but there was a uh there was an interesting uh thing about the the film and uh i'm trying to figure remember what it was i looked it up and um oh oh but you know what's interesting too going back to the um um the Ultraman thing. That one has interviews with uh, a lot of the the voice artists, uh, the American voice artist, which was Peter Fernandez, who essentially was you know the guy who introduced uh, anime to the United States with uh, Kimba and Speed Racer, um, and he was the voice of Speed Racer. Uh, but yeah, so you know, interesting stuff. But anyway, Nemo, uh, the Adventures of Little Nemo in Slumberland. There was some something about it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There was something special about it and I don't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, I don't know there. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, so, but you know, there, there, I could be mixed up and thinking of something else, but you know, mm -hmm. that uh, it, it's, you know, uh, these products are great. And if you put that information in there, you know, when you're trying to sell them, um, I don't know why the picture of the Ultraman didn't show up there in the chat, but, but yeah, so, you know, those are interesting things. You know, those three things I found for a dollar, uh, yesterday, and I'm going to be able to sell them for, you know, between, you know, 10 and $25. So, uh, that's exciting. But, um, oh yeah. Should we talk about our street real quick? Of what, what happened today? I want to, but yeah. Well, <laughs> we have a house on a corner and there was a there's a troublemaker who lives over there and it's a troublemaker probably heard his motorcycle on one of our shows at various points and i've so many times you've done heard some him. cursing in in previous years before the motorcycle he had a truck he would just zoom 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 Dri he would drive it at top years. speed he would drive his truck at top speed in forward and then reverse yep. on our our little quiet street yeah and uh in previous years if he didn't have the truck or the motorcycle you could hear this like f this f that four letter expletive beginning yeah. with f four letter expletive beginning with f you know, like a real pleasant guy, right? Yeah. So. And I bumped into him uh, a couple, and he'd been just becoming a holy terror again on the motorcycle and driving real slow late at night past, you know, everybody's houses and idling in front of people's houses. And then during the day, yeah. he'd 
fly top speed. And then I happened to run into him at the convenience store um, the other day. And I said, hi, neighbor. And he's like, would you call me? Did you call me? And he said his brother's name. And I was like, no. I said, neighbor. And then I said, you're so-and-so. I'm not going to say his name on the show. And I said, yeah, you know. No. Uh, but the the name, it, 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 the, I said the word neighbor. Well, I can say yeah. his brother. I can say his brother's name. He thought, did you, say, did you call me Tony? How does neighbor sound like Tony in any way? And he was but like. we know his, his brother's name's Tony. And he was all like wild eyed and freaked out. And I could tell he was on something. And when I walked into the store, he was talking to the the clerk and the clerk just looked like, just leave. You know, he had this look on his face, like, just leave. And, and so he's like, he's like, yeah, he was I just bragging. Got, yeah, he was bragging about how he just got back from going somewhere and beating the crap out of somebody or something like that. And he totally looked whacked out of his mind. Well, and then he comes out in his, his motorcycle, he parks his motorcycle on the sidewalk right in front of the door. So you have to walk around his motorcycle to get into the store. That's what kind of asshole yeah. he is. And so another thing, another mm-hmm. thing, I had an exactly similar thing a year ago. I walked into the same store and he was sitting there and the and the clerk was like, You need a dollar thirty five. He's like, Well, I just have a dollar or something. And I was like, Hey neighbor, here's forty cents. You know what I mean? Like I knew it was him. And I knew that he makes my life an annoying, loud, stupid hell. But I was like, yeah, pay 40 cents if the, you know, this dumb sucker doesn't have 40 cents to pay for his beef jerky and cola, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and he looked at me all blindly like he didn't know me. I'm like, I live across the street from you. Oh, and he goes, I'll try to keep it down. And then he he walks out. So he knows. Yeah. He knows. And, you know, and one Christmas we tried to make a gesture of goodwill to him, uh, you know, and, and he was all freaked out. But, you know, I think he respected us because of that. But so his house has been, you know, there's windows that are boarded up. Um, there's and again, he was going crazy on on his freaking motorcycle. He's got like a one of those Japanese motorcycles that, you know, goes from zero, zero to a thousand in a second. And, you know, and it was revving the engine constantly, constantly, constantly. All of a sudden, that stops. And his motorcycle's nowhere to be found. His pickup truck's nowhere to be found. But about a week ago, outside of his house, there was a U-Haul parked on the street. So we saw it the minute it it was out there. We were like, yay, he's moving. A week later, the U-Haul's still sitting there. And so, I'm sorry, yeah. he doesn't have the kind of money that can rent a U-Haul for a week and not have to pay for it. Yes. So, I, uh, Susan drove, uh, I got my phone out, Susan drove real slow past the, the U-Haul last night, and I took a whole bunch of quick pictures and got a picture of the tag, uh, the license plate uh, on, the, on the U-Haul. So today I call U-Haul. They're like, oh, the wait time is 41 minutes, and or we can call you back. So I was like, all right, call me back. They call me back. I spoke to a woman, and I said, hey, uh, there has been this U-Haul sitting on our street for a week. And uh, it's, you know, the house. Nobody's using it. Yeah, no. I said, there's been no activity with it. The person who lives in the house is like, you know, 
there, you know, lives there part of the time, and it doesn't look like anybody is there now. This U-Haul is just sitting there, and and you know, uh, and and so um, nobody, because I know that every time I've rented a U-Haul, I've been like. Hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this quick. We're gonna do it now. We're gonna get it back a couple hours yeah. before. And it's a they big U-Haul. By the hour. It's a big know? U-Haul too. It's like one. It's like this. Probably the second. Uh, this uh, you know next to the biggest U-Haul you can you can rent. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so this woman, she we're talking to her, and then she uh, transfers me to their you know recovery center or whatever it is. Their you know, and. Uh, I, I talked to this guy and he said, yeah, um, thank you for calling about this tag number. This was reported stolen from somebody who moved from Arizona to Ohio recently. <laughs> and it was just reported stolen. It's still sitting there now, as far as I know. And, um, and I said, Hey, you know, just, uh, you know, keep me out of this, but here's the guy's name and here's his address. And, you know, uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a troublemaker. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, that's crazy. We have a stolen U-Haul truck on our street. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, the question is... We have our theories. We have our theories. They're dark. We're making a movie. They're dark. They're We're making dark. a dark Halloween movie. I mean, this is this was my initial instinct, but this doesn't explain why I haven't seen him. Um, but there are conclusions I've drawn, but I'll, I'll say this. What I think happened is that he's been so kind of out of his head, whether it's on drugs or it's just mental illness or whatever. Um, I think he's been so kind of out of it and manic. Ted? What do you and, mean Ted? Head? Crazed out of his head. Out of his head. Okay. Out of his mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said Ted. So I thought. No, I, 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 I didn't mean to say head. Yeah. No. That's cool. So, uh he's been out of his mind and I for whatever reason and uh he uh I think what he did is he probably took his motorcycle, drove it into the back of the thing with the ramp, you know, slammed it shut and some somebody idiot left the keys in it and then, you know, he drove it off and he parked it and where he went after that if he locked himself up inside his house, it doesn't explain where his motorcycle is. Maybe his motorcycle is still in the back of it. Maybe he OD'd. Maybe something. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to see uh, what happens. I don't know. So. Yeah. But, yeah. So, that's, uh, you know, that's, a you know, a, a strange development on our street. That stuff so is hysterical. Everybody got real quiet. Everybody, I think everybody's concerned for our. Our health or something. They haven't said anything, so I can't uh, say that they do. But you know, this is the beginning of a of a scary movie. Let's face it. It is. It it's is right before Halloween too. What the heck? Yeah. You know. So, um, but anyway, uh, I um, yeah, I think uh, you know the, the, this is a very odd situation, and I'm hoping that it, you know everybody involved is safe, um, and you know not uh, you know I don't know. I just I just want it to be resolved peacefully, and I just worry because um, I think uh, you know it's uh, you know the, it's a weird situation. 
worried about it because you know what? U-Haul has dealt with this situation before. They've been forewarned. Yeah. But, you know, it's really not our situation. If anything, we shouldn't be admit we called U-Haul, but oh well, yeah. I don't care. Like, I know that he doesn't, he's not smart enough to remember his own Facebook password, mm. so he's had like 10 different Facebook profiles. So I'm sure he can't figure out how to do this podcast. <laughs> You know? Yeah. yeah, and we're not mentioning his name. It's fine. But anyway, oh, yeah. I found out what was special about Little Nemo and Slumberland. I was uh, I was not confused. Mobius actually has a connection. Uh, Jean uh, Mobius Gerard, I don't know, or, or Giraud. Uh, but Mobius did the story for Nemo, uh, along with uh, Yutaka Fujioka. Um, hmm. It, hmm. But there's no link for uh, Yutaka Fujioka, uh, just Mobius. But yeah, so Mobius was involved with uh, Little Nemo, Adventures in Slumberland, and the, that magazine yeah. Metal Hurland. So we've got mm-hmm. some Mobius-inspired uh, sure. uh, stuff there. So Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway... Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess we should probably get going to the break. But yeah, that's the weirdness on our street this week, and uh, and what we sold, and how we got ripped off by the Tootsie Corporation. Where are my junior mints? Oh gosh, it's hard. Oh. Who knows what happened to junior mints? Yeah, maybe we should just harvest the mint in the backyard and call it good. I I don't know. It's not yeah. good. It's not. Maybe it's we'll not never find Junior Mints again. I'm not I don't sure. Know. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and go to the break. And uh, since it is our show before Halloween, we'll play a little something uh, uh, spooky for everybody. I've got some of my uh, top of the hour Halloween things that I made. And I'll, I'll run one of those for everybody. So uh, we'll be right back with uh, story time here on it came from Cleveland. Oh, shoot. Time for go Not to bed. Not it came from Cleveland. Time for go to bed. Time for go to bed. At least I didn't say any of the shows that don't exist anymore. Oh, and we got a kiddo teaser, too. Very exciting. Yes. Uh, awesome. Right. We'll be right back. Halloween costume challenge. It is Saturday night, 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 night. Time for Chiller Theater and Chili Billy Cardilly. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. They must be destroyed on sight. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Dawn of the dead. Take two. Everybody but 
everybody is go, go, go into our Ghost-A-Go-Go show. Already the spooks are swinging, the witches are winging, the haunts are on the move. The monsters are swaying, the ghosts are saying, come on, get in the groove. And come to our rock and roll Ghost-A-Go-Go show. It's a zany mixture of spooks and music. You may rock with chills or roll with the combos. But whatever you do, you'll have the time of your young life at our Ghost-A-Go-Go show. It's new. It's different. It's tough. Halloween is really a special time, isn't it? Especially for me. You can see why if you know who I am. Look up a little. <laughs> That's me, a jack-o'-lantern. At Halloween time every year, I sit up here and watch everybody go by. It's a nice and scary time, isn't it? All those wonderful costumes and masks and makeup. I think about how much fun Halloween is. I also worry a little bit about the things that can spoil the fun of Halloween. Those kinds of things scare me too, but in a different way. Halloween. Newsweek magazine calls it a superb exercise in the art of suspense, the most frightening flick in years. Halloween. The Chicago Sun-Times says it's so scary, I would compare it to Psycho. It's the kind of picture, says the Chicago Tribune, that forces you to sleep with the lights on. A masterpiece, says New York's New Times. Halloween, from Compass International, rated R. He, more hideous than Jack the Ripper. She, bloodier than Bluebeard. No one is safe in That Teenage Psycho Meets Bloody Mary. Filmed in sensational bloody vision. Movie monsters come alive and go into the audience. You are suddenly surrounded by monsters. You become a party to the horror in The Teenage Psycho Meets Bloody Mary. Starring Cash Flag in bloody color. Time for go to bed. It's time for go to bed. And we got the the kiddo uh, Halloween costume. Uh, the, the the winner of the Halloween costume challenge will be announced Ooh. by, by uh, Foxfire Five Hundred Five as well. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it is mm -hmm. just real quick. It is fall, so I've made a casserole. Out of ravioli and spaghetti sauce. And cheese. And cheese. And I baked yeah. it at 350 for 45 minutes. And I think it's okay. Sounds I good. I needed more sauce. I'll be dishing mine up uh, when we start getting into story time. And of course, we're continuing down the road to Oz. Uh, we got chapters 5 and 6 tonight. And one episode of Jerry the Circus, so we're, we're going to have to fill in. We didn't, I didn't have time to do much more audio, uh, but that's okay. Um, I'm actually, uh, I'm reading more about the Little Nemo cartoon and what a bust it was. Um, and it, it, and the, uh, 
uh, that Fujioka guy who I couldn't find, um, uh, the guy who, uh, the, the, did the, um, story, Yutaka Fujioka, um, along with Mobius, apparently he got so disenchanted with, uh, animation, he just kind of gave up and started doing, uh, local stuff and then doing, uh, uh, working on, um, uh, like dub dubbing uh like Warner Brothers cartoons and stuff like that. So it's a bust. Yeah. What do you mean but, it was a bust? Uh and it it said it uh it couldn't find an audience. Uh, it's opening weekend in the really? United States made about four hundred and seven thousand dollars and sixty six hundred and ninety five dollars. Hmm. Well the funny thing is if that was a comic book series in the paper for a long time. Well, very popular. It, it was a very, very long time ago. So, yeah. uh, but you know, it, it got, you know, it had a positive response, but reception, like it said, but it made less than half a million dollars, and that's not good for a box office, opening box office weekend, you know, even back in 1993. So, um, but yeah, so that's uh that's inter- or 1989. I'm sorry, um, that 1993 was something else. I think that was the home video release. But yeah, so you got really bummed out. And uh, I will say, Little, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland is a little annoying to me because there's like a mm-hmm. whole sequence of him like flying on his bed through it, where he's like, whoa, 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 and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. It's like shut that kid up. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> you view things from the other room, and you judge them accordingly, according to their sounds they make. Uh, yeah, sometimes that does happen. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cash Flag, Adam, you caught that Cash Flag. That was uh, Ray Dennis Steckler. That was his actor name. Ray, uh, that movie, Bloody Mary meets the, the Teenage Psycho or whatever. That was uh, done by the same guy who did the incredibly strange creatures, uh, who stopped living and became mixed up monsters or whatever it was. Um, uh, that that was uh, one of his movies, um, and yeah, yeah. That but but that's actually Ray Dennis Steckler, the director, who had the actor name Cash Flag, and uh, yeah. I'm sure he was in a Mystery Science Theater 3000 because all his movies were pretty much utter crap. Uh, But he had some interesting... um, Interesting... um, uh, Visuals in his movies. I'll give him that. So, he was also the guy who did Rat Finka Boo Boo um, because it was supposed to be a parody of Batman and Robin, but it was Rat Fink and Boo Boo. But they did a they goofed on the title card for it and called it Rat Finka Boo Boo. <laughs> but they <laughs> were like, silly. so oh well, it's Rat Finka Boo Boo now because that's how we filmed the title credits, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, really bad movie. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, all right, yes, yeah, so drop off kiddo. That that's fine. Um, and we'll get to the story, and I'll start coloring now. So that'll give me more time. Thank you, uh, Foxfire. So kiddo, drop incoming. 
Let's go down the road, uh, the, hit the road to Oz again, Suze. Chapter 5, okay? Excellent. Excellent. Chapter 5 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5 The Rainbow's Daughter. Toto, now allowed to run about as he pleased, was glad to be free again and able to bark at the birds and chase the butterflies. The country around them was charming, yet in the pretty fields of wildflowers and groves of leafy trees were no houses whatever or sign of any inhabitants. Birds flew through the air and cunning white rabbits darted along the tall grasses and green bushes. Dorothy noticed even the ants toiling busily along the roadway bearing gigantic loads of clover seed, but of people there were none at all. They walked briskly on for an hour or two, and even little Button Bright was a good walker and did not tire easily. At length, as they turned a curve in the road, they beheld just before them a curious sight. A little girl, radiant and beautiful, shapely as a fairy and exquisitely dressed, was dancing gracefully in the middle of the lonely road, whirling slowly this way and that, her dainty feet twinkling in sprightly fashion. She was clad in flowing fluffy robes of soft material that reminded Dorothy of woven cobwebs, only it was colored in soft tintings of violet, rose, topaz, olive, azure, and white, mingled together most harmoniously in stripes, which melted one into the other with soft blendings. Her hair was like spun gold, and flowed around her in a cloud, no strand being fastened or confined by either pin or ornament or ribbon. Filled with wonder and admiration, our friends approached and stood watching this fascinating dance. The girl was no taller than Dorothy, although more slender, nor did she seem any older than our little heroine. Suddenly she paused and abandoned the dance, as if for the first time observing the presence of strangers. As she faced them, shy as a frightened fawn, poised upon one foot as if to fly the next instant, Dorothy was astonished to see tears flowing from her violet eyes and trickling down her lovely rose-hued cheeks. That the dainty maiden should dance and weep at the same time was indeed surprising, so Dorothy asked in a soft, sympathetic voice, "'Are you unhappy, little girl?' "'Very,' was the reply. "'I am lost.' "'Why, so are we,' said Dorothy, smiling. "'But we don't cry about it.' "'Don't you? Why not?' "'Cause I've been lost before and always got found again,' answered Dorothy simply. "'But I've never been lost before,' murmured the dainty maiden. "'And I'm worried and afraid.' "'You were dancing,' remarked Dorothy in a puzzled tone of voice. "'Oh, that was just to keep warm,' explained the maiden quickly. "'It was not because I felt happy or gay, I assure you.' Dorothy looked at her closely. Her gauzy flowing robes might not be very warm, yet the weather wasn't at all chilly, but rather mild and balmy like a spring day. "'Who are you, dear?' she asked gently. "'I'm Polychrome.' was the answer. Polly whom? Polychrome. I'm the daughter of the rainbow. Oh, 
said Dorothy with a gasp. I didn't know the rainbow had children, but I might have known it before you spoke. You couldn't really be anything else. Why not? inquired Polychrome, as if surprised. Because you're so lovely and sweet. The little maiden smiled through her tears, came up to Dorothy and placed her slender fingers in the Kansas girl's chubby hand. You'll be my friend, won't you? she said pleadingly. Of course. And what is your name? I'm Dorothy, and this is my friend Shaggy Man, who owns the love magnet, and this is Button Bright, only you don't see him as he really is, because the Fox King carelessly changed his head into a fox head. But the real Button Bright is good to look at, and I hope to get him changed back to himself sometime. The Rainbow's daughter nodded cheerfully, no longer afraid of her new companions. But who is this? she asked, pointing to Toto, who was sitting before her, wagging his tail in the most friendly manner, and admiring the pretty maid with his bright eyes. Is this also some enchanted person? Oh, no, Polly. I may call you Polly, maiden I? Your whole name's awful hard to say. Call me Polly if you wish, Dorothy. Well, Polly, Toto's just a dog, but he has more sense than Button Bright to tell the truth, and I'm very fond of him. So am I, said Polychrome, bending gracefully to pat Toto's head. But how did the Rainbow's daughter ever get on this lonely road and become lost? asked the shaggy man, who had listened wonderingly to all this. Why, my father stretched his rainbow over here this morning, so that one end of it touched this road, was the reply. And I danced upon the pretty rays, as I love to do, and never noticed I was getting too far over the bend in the circle. Suddenly I began to slide, and I went faster and faster, until at last I bumped on the ground at the very end. Just then Father lifted the rainbow again without noticing me at all, and though I tried to seize the end of it and hold fast, it melted away entirely, and I was left alone and helpless on the cold, hard earth. It doesn't seem cold to me, Polly, said Dorothy, but perhaps you're not warmly dressed. I'm so used to living nearer the sun, replied the rainbow's daughter, that at first I feared I would freeze down here. But my dance has warmed me up some, and now I wonder how I am ever to get home again. Won't your father miss you and look for you and let down another rainbow for you? Perhaps so, but he's busy just now because it rains in so many parts of the world at this season, and he has to set his rainbow in a lot of different places. What would you advise me to do, Dorothy? Come with us, was the answer. I'm going to try to find my way to the Emerald City, which is in the fairy land of Oz. The Emerald City is ruled by a friend of mine, the Princess Ozma, and if we can manage to get there... I'm sure she will know a way to send you home to your father again. Do you really think so? asked Polychrome anxiously. I'm pretty sure. Then I'll go with you, said the little maid, for travel will help keep me warm, and father can find me in one part of the world as well as another, if he gets time to look for me. Come along, then, said the shaggy man cheerfully, and they started on once more. Polly walked beside Dorothy a while, 
holding her new friend's hand as if she feared to let it go, but her nature seemed as light and buoyant as her fleecy robes, for suddenly she darted ahead and whirled round in a giddy dance. Then she tripped back to them with sparkling eyes and smiling cheeks, having regained her usual happy mood and forgotten all her worries about being lost. They found her a charming companion, and her dancing and laughter, for she laughed at times, like the tinkling of a silver bell, did much to enliven their journey and keep them contented. End of chapter 5 All right, Biz busily coloring chain mail here. <laughs> yeah. Probably what I'm going to be for Halloween, the rainbow's daughter. Oh, there you go. I can find a rainbow-colored dress. Oh, okay. And sit around at home and do nothing. Yep, and not get COVID. Yep. And not get COVID. Yeah. You just got your bo booster shot. I'm about to get mine uh, in That's three right. weeks. So uh, they get. I got my pneumonia shot yesterday, and no. then I got a phone call today, and they were like. Hey, would you like to be in a clinical trial of a pneumonia and a Moderna booster? And I was like, ah, I could have gotten some money yeah, if I, if I, you know, that would have been cool. You know, I would have taken some yeah. free money and, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of getting pneumonia and a COVID booster at the same time, pneumonia shot, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that was fun. So yeah, the rainbow's daughter, that's an interesting character that I've never heard of from the Oz books. I loved her as a kid. I wanted to be her. Well, obviously well, everybody loved her. So everybody knows my favorite color is rainbow. Yeah. But she, it's she apparently could do no wrong. Even Toto was like, I like her. I like her. She's awesome. Oh my God. If I do that again, I'm going to, um, yeah. I keep having to hit undo and, uh, but it's fine. I'm, I'm making wonderful progress, royal progress on King Kid. What do you think of my casserole? Uh, it's good. I don't think it's too dry. Um, so I'm, okay. I'm, I've only had good. a couple bites. So, cause I'm paint, paint, painting. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so this is fun. I, you know, I, I like that we're not in the whole being mean to, um, uh, button bright anymore. That's good. No, yeah, Dorothy's kind of a rude person. So, uh, Dorothy's not the nicest person. I always thought she was. She's a little blunt sometimes. I guess so. So, yeah. uh, yeah. And, uh, we're gonna go ahead and, uh, get to the next chapter, which these are kind of short chapters tonight. But we'll have just enough time to, to get through this and a Jerry of the Circus episode. So I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and roll right into the next uh, chapter, which would be chapter six. You ready, Suze? I am ready, and here. I was already muted and ready to go. All right, here we go. Let me do this. Um... Chapter six of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6 The City of Beasts When noon came, they opened the Fox King's basket of luncheon and found a nice roasted turkey with cranberry sauce and some slices of bread and butter. 
As they sat on the grass by the roadside, the shaggy man cut up the turkey with his pocket knife and passed slices of it around. "'Haven't you any dewdrops or mist cakes or cloud buns?' asked Polychrome longingly. "'Course not,' replied Dorothy. "'We eat solid things down here on the earth. But there's a bottle of cold tea. Try some, won't you?' The Rainbow's daughter watched Button Bright devour one leg of the turkey. "'Is it good?' she asked. He nodded. "'Do you think I could eat it?' "'Not this,' said Button Bright. "'But I mean another piece.' "'Don't know,' he replied. "'Well, I'm going to try, for I'm very hungry,' she decided, and took a thin slice of the white breast of turkey, which the shaggy man cut for her, as well as a bit of bread and butter. When she tasted it, Polychrome thought the turkey was good, better even than missed cakes, but a little satisfied her hunger, and she finished with a tiny sip of cold tea. "'That's about as much as a fly would eat,' said Dorothy, who was making a good meal herself. "'But I know some people in Oz who eat nothing at all.' "'Who are they?' inquired the shaggy man. "'One is a scarecrow who's stuffed with straw, and the other a woodman made out of tin. They haven't any appetites inside of them, you see, so they never eat anything at all.' "'Are they alive?' asked Button Bright. "'Oh, yes,' replied Dorothy. And they're very clever and very nice, too. If we get to Oz, I'll introduce them to you. Do you really expect to get to Oz? inquired the shaggy man, taking a drink of cold tea. I don't know just what to expect, answered the child seriously. But I've noticed if I happen to get lost, I'm almost sure to come to the land of Oz in the end, somehow or other. So I may get there this time. But I can't promise, you know. All I can do is wait and see. Will the scarecrow scare me? asked Button Bright. No, because you're not a crow, she returned. He has the loveliest smile you ever saw, only it's painted on and he can't help it. Luncheon being over, they started again upon their journey, the shaggy man, Dorothy, and Button Bright, walking soberly along side by side, and the Rainbow's daughter dancing merrily before them. Sometimes she darted along the road so swiftly that she was nearly out of sight, then she came tripping back to greet them with her silvery laughter, but once she came back more sedately to say, There's a city a little way off. I expected that, returned Dorothy, for the fox people warned us there was one on this road. It's filled with stupid beasts of some sort, and we mustn't be afraid of them, cause they won't hurt us. All right, said Button Bright, but Polychrome didn't know whether it was all right or not. It's a big city, she said, and the road runs straight through it. Never mind, said the shaggy man, as long as I carry the love magnet, every living creature will love me. And you may be sure I shan't allow any of my friends to be harmed in any way. This comforted them somewhat, and they moved on again. Pretty soon they came to a signpost that read, Half a mile to Dunkyton. Oh, said the shaggy man, if they're donkeys we have nothing to fear at all. They may kick, said Dorothy doubtfully. Then we will cut some switches and make them behave, he replied, 
At the first tree he cut himself a long slender switch from one of the branches and shorter switches for the others. Don't be afraid to order the beasts around, he said. They're used to it. Before long the road brought them to the gates of the city. There was a high wall all around which had been whitewashed, and the gate just before our travelers was a mere opening in the wall with no bars across it. No towers or steeples or domes showed above the enclosure, nor was any living thing to be seen as our friends drew near. Suddenly, as they were about to boldly enter through the opening, there arose a harsh clamor of sound that swelled and echoed on every side until they were nearly deafened by the racket and had to put their fingers to their ears to keep the noise out. It was like the firing of many cannon, only there were no cannonballs or other missiles to be seen. It was like the rolling of mighty thunder, only not a cloud was in the sky. It was like the roar of countless breakers on a rugged seashore, only there was no sea or other water anywhere about. They hesitated to advance, but as the noise did no harm, they entered through the whitewashed wall and quickly discovered the cause of the turmoil. Inside were suspended many sheets of tin or thin iron, and against these metal sheets a row of donkeys were pounding their heels with vicious kicks. The shaggy man ran up to the nearest donkey and gave the beast a sharp blow with his switch. Stop that noise, he shouted, and the donkey stopped kicking the metal sheet and turned its head to look with surprise at the shaggy man. He switched the next donkey and made him stop, and then the next, so that gradually the rattling of heels ceased and the awful noise subsided. The donkeys stood in a group and eyed the strangers with fear and trembling. "'What do you mean by making such a racket?' asked the shaggy man sternly. "'We were scaring away the foxes,' said one of the donkeys meekly. "'Usually they run fast enough when they hear the noise which makes them afraid.' "'There are no foxes here,' said the shaggy man. "'I beg to differ with you. There's one anyhow,' replied the donkey sitting upright on its haunches and waving a hoof toward Button Bright. We saw him coming and thought the whole army of foxes was marching to attack us. Button Bright isn't a fox, explained the shaggy man. He's only wearing a fox head for a time until he can get his own head back. Oh, I see, remarked the donkey, waving its left ear reflectively. I'm sorry we made such a mistake and had all our work and worry for nothing. The other donkeys, by this time, were sitting up and examining the strangers with big, glassy eyes. They made a queer picture indeed, for they wore wide white collars around their necks, and the collars had many scallops and points. The gentlemen donkeys wore high-pointed caps set between their great ears, and the lady donkeys wore sunbonnets with holes cut in the top for the ears to stick through. But they had no other clothing except their hairy skins, although many wore gold and silver bangles on their front wrists and bands of different metals on their rear ankles. When they were kicking, they had braced themselves with their front legs, but now they all stood or sat upright on their hind legs and used the front ones as arms. Having no fingers or hands, the beasts were rather clumsy, as you may guess. But Dorothy was surprised to observe how many things they could do with their stiff, heavy hoofs. 
Some of the donkeys were white, some were brown or gray or black or spotted, but their hair was sleek and smooth, and their broad collars and caps gave them a neat, if whimsical, appearance. This is a nice way to welcome visitors, I must say, remarked the shaggy man in a reproachful tone. Oh, we did not mean to be impolite, replied a gray donkey, which had not spoken before. But you were not expected, nor did you send in your visiting cards as it is proper to do. There is some truth in that, admitted the shaggy man. But now you are informed that we are important and distinguished travelers. I trust you will accord us proper consideration. These big words delighted the donkeys and made them bow to the shaggy man with great respect, said the gray one. You shall be taken before his great and glorious majesty, King Kickabray, who will greet you as becomes your exalted stations. That's right, answered Dorothy. Take us to someone who knows something. Oh, we all know something, my child, or we shouldn't be donkeys, asserted the gray one with dignity. The word donkey means clever, you know. I didn't know it, she replied. I thought it meant stupid. Not at all, my child. If you will look in the Encyclopedia Duncaniara, you will find I'm correct. But come, I will myself lead you before our splendid, exalted, and most intellectual ruler. All donkeys love big words, so it is no wonder the gray one used so many of them. End of chapter 6 Short, short chapters. I'm telling you. So that was. I'm almost done. But donkey you. means very intelligent, just so you know. According to the Donkapedia. And Susan translates to the most beautiful girl in the world. I knew that. Uh, <laughs> uh, just an uh, example of making up stuff you wish were true. And Ken means play to your audience. Um. And Ken means he who knows. He who knows things and drinks beer. He, he who knows better. <laughs> uh, than to... It does mean knowledge, doesn't it, Ken? Uh, Kenneth, Ken? I think knowledge. Kenneth means handsome. Um, it, it does mean handsome. Handsome yeah, knower of know. knowledge. Yeah, handsome, smart guy. So, uh, so but how yeah. do you like drawing the... the uh, the costume. My oh, idea. I love it. I love it. This is really fun Aww. to color. I'm almost done. Oh, and you're right. I think it's these raviolis that are the, 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 I think the truffle ones are super dry. Is that the ones that are really dry? Because a couple of them are They're really the good. ones on the bottom, the truffle ones. Yeah, these. But basically, to talk about the Sorry. casserole real quick, what we did was we oiled a pan, oiled a casserole disc, Threw down a bunch of raviolis, put a layer of spaghetti sauce on, some that was leftover spaghetti sauce from a, another day. Put some cheese on it, put some spaghetti sauce over it, put another layer of raviolis down, and baked it at 350 for 45 minutes. And uh, seems like the frozen raviolis, getting the frozen raviolis out of the freezer, because we had that as a, you know... But this, I think kind the truffle a, one is the super dry one. Yeah. The spinach and The, the truffle one is. one is from Aldi, I think. You know, we were trying something crazy. So, yeah. 
not so good. But, but the other one's great. Yeah. Okay, the other one is spinach and yeah, uh, cheese. Yeah, spinach and cheese. That one's great. Uh, but this one, yeah. ooh, real disappointment. Just in the freezer. So yep. that was just a, one of those quick ideas for making food. Yep. So, uh, let's see. I'm almost done. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I'm having a problem getting it resized. Uh, but we'll work on that momentarily. Uh, and I will have the reveal of the colored version. Uh, very excited. I had a lot of fun with the colors Oops. here. Um, nice. And uh, good work, uh, Foxfire. As usual, lovely, lovely illustration. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I need to get a paper towel, too, because I came in here and I was eating and I somehow I've gotten spaghetti sauce all over myself. So, um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and, uh, listen to, uh, we'll, we'll pick up with, uh, Dorothy in the donkeys next week and we'll go ahead and run, uh, the leftover Jerry of the circus from last week. Uh, this one is... Jerry's lawyer invites Johnny to a party? I Let's don't do it. All right. I there don't we go. Know. Let's see. Now for Jerry of the Circus. Better save some room for dessert, Mr. Grayson. Well, don't tell me you have any room for pie, Jerry, after all that food you just put away. I sure have. Then I could eat two pieces. <laughs> yeah, or maybe three. <laughs> see, Mr. Grayson, how they treat me around here? Even bumps. Doesn't seem to hurt you much. Aw, oh, gee, here comes the pie. Apple. Am I hungry? I never saw so much food. They certainly feed you well around this place, don't they? Well, they sure do. It's a good way to keep performers happy. We have to keep our animals happy in the same way. You haven't seen Jason's cats yet, have you, Mr. Grayson? No, I haven't. I'd like to. I'm glad to take you around after lunch if you've got time. Sure thing. Then I'll have to be running, or else my clients will think I'm neglecting them. But you've all been mighty nice to me this morning. Wish I could return it in some way. Say... Just a minute. I've got an idea. What? I'm engaged to the grandest girl in the world. And can she make spaghetti? Why don't you all come around to my place after the show tonight and we'll have a party? Well, that sounds mighty nice, but it seems to me it's kind of a lot to ask of a girl who doesn't even know us. She'd love to do it. She was heartbroken because she couldn't go to the show with me yesterday afternoon. But she'd be tickled to death to meet you all personally. Gee, it'd sure be fun. Spaghetti. Golly, sounds well. Oh, oh, there you go, thinking of food again, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about it, folks? We'd love to have you. Well, don't you think your girl would rather catch the show? No, I'm sure she'd much rather meet you all. Well, seems like a lot of work, but if you're bound to do it, <laughs> I'm sure I'd enjoy coming. And ask Mr. Randall, too. I'm sorry he had to leave early. He's always jumping up for meals to go and take care of something or other. He said something about having to see Johnny. Oh, you mean the old clown who usually eats at this table? Yeah, the one that lost his duck this morning. Why don't you ask him, too? I'd enjoy meeting him. Jerry, uh, could you ask them for me? Sure thing. I'll find out if they can come and, and while you're looking at Jason's cat. Then I'll, I'll let you know before you go. Good, because I'll have to let Sally know how many to prepare for. Yeah, you better count Jerry as two people. Just look at his plate. <laughs> it's clean as a whistle. They won't have to wash it. That's one thing, sure. <laughs> Don't let them kid you, Jerry. We'll see that you get enough spaghetti tonight. Well, looks like the rest of you are pretty near through. If you'll excuse me, I'll go and find Mr. Randall and Johnny Bradley... And see if they can come to the party tonight. <laughs> uh, you run along, boy. I think I'll go with Jason and Mr. Grayson over to the cat cages. Okay. I'll see you over there. So long. Goodbye. Johnny Bradley. Yes, uh, Bradley. He's the clown. Oh. 
I guess I've heard him referred to as just Johnny. Was anything wrong? No. Bradley's an old family name of ours, though. Just seemed kind of familiar. Ever had any circus folks in your family? Not that I know of. Uh, My dad's an actor. Our folks were show folks a long way back. But I'm quite sure I haven't heard of any of the family being in the circus end of show business. Well, I guess we've just about cleaned up. Shall we start moving? Okay. Uh... Oh, am I full. How can you folks work on such full stomachs? Well, you see, Grayson, we're outdoors a lot. And after all, the type of work we do is pretty strenuous. <laughs> I suppose that all helps our appetites. I certainly envy you folks spending the whole summer out in the open like this. It is nice out today. Yeah, but what about last night? You see, Mr. Grayson, we've got to take the bad with the good. Did that wind bother you last night? I, I wondered about that. Well, did it? We almost had a blowdown in the menagerie tent. You don't say. Yeah, the worst we've had in a long time. That menagerie tent took the brunt of the wind. Hmm. I can see there's lots of excitement with an outfit like this. Yeah, I'll say so. Oh, say, Jason, I forgot to ask you about Daisy. What got into her last night? Oh, here we are now. These are my charges, Mr. Grayson. Mm, they certainly look well kept. Oh, you bet they are. Best care in the world. Well, you're not telling me about Daisy, Jason. What is it, a secret? No, it's just a sore spot. First time in years I've had to cut any of my act. Oh, of course, now and then, something serious turns up, but... You had the cut part of the act? Yeah. You remember that line that jumps over all the others? I should say I do. A magnificent jump. Well, when she came into the arena, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't tell just what. Well, she got her commands all balled up. Well, I'll say she did. And acted so nervous and nasty. She made a couple of passes at me, and she's one of the gentlest lines I've got. Here she is in this cage. She is a beauty. Now, what was wrong, Jason? Well, I didn't know myself till I came back after the act. Evidently, a gust, gust of wind must have blown up just as she came out of her cage and started down the runway. You see her eye is still swollen. Yes, he is. I can see it's inflamed. Well, when I came back after the act last night, her eye was most swollen shut. Oh, poor Dave. That wind must have blown something sharp into her eye. What'd you do? Well, I washed it out with a solution. But with her eye as bad as that, how, how could you get near her? Well, I did it from the outside of her cage. Well, how? I got one of the keepers to help me. We gave her some meat so as to get her head over close to the bars. Poor thing. Do you think she knew you were trying to help her? I think so. Because when we used a large fork to hold her head still, she didn't put up much of a fight. Well, then I daubed her eye out good. Quite a business caring for animals, isn't it? I should say it is. Jason? Mr. Grayson? Uh, here we are, Jerry. Oh, I didn't see you behind the cage. How's Daisy today, Jason? Fine. Well, Jerry, did you see Mr. Yeah. Randall and... He said thanks awfully. He'd like to come. But when I asked Mr. Bradley, well... Oh, what's the matter? Can't he come? Well, he was making up and... I couldn't tell for sure, but he acted kind of surprised or something. Well, that's natural enough. He doesn't know, Mr. Grayson. It is unusual to be asked to a party by someone you don't know. No, it wasn't exactly that. I, I couldn't quite figure out what was wrong. Well, Bradley's quite a stickler for etiquette. <laughs> Probably thought as long as he hadn't met his host, he'd better oh, not... Oh, I'd be very glad to ask him personally. Why don't you take me around, Jerry? Sure, I'll be glad to. Well, he's probably made up by now. Guess I'd better be getting going myself. <laughs> After all, there is a show going on this afternoon. Well, I'll say goodbye to you now, then, Mr. Grayson. I'll see you tonight. Be sure to tell Miss Patsy I'll be expecting her, too. <laughs> you can count on me. Come on, then, Mr. Grayson. We'll drop by Mr. Bradley's wagon on the way out. Bye, folks. Well, so long. Goodbye. Pretty nice friends you've got here in this circus, Jerry. I'll say so. I'm getting to know more of them better every day. Say, Mr. Grayson. Yes? How long do you think it'll take to get all that business taken care of at the Superior Court? You mean how long before you can get to that box of your dad's? Yeah, I guess that's what I'm most anxious about. It's pretty hard to say, Jerry. It just depends when it comes up on the court calendar. Oh, gee, I'll sure be glad when it's all over with. So will I, for your sake. Well, this is Mr. Bradley's wagon.
Mr. Bradley. Hello. It's me again, Mr. Bradley. May I bring my friend in? He wants to meet you. Mr. Bradley, did you hear me? Oh, uh, yes, yes, of course, Jerry, of course. Uh, I was just finishing my dressing. Uh, come right in. This is my lawyer friend I was telling you about, Mr. Bradley. My name's Grayson. I'm glad to meet you, Mr. Bradley. How do you do? Mr. Grayson caught the show yesterday. Yes, yes, I know. Um, that is, uh, I mean, well, uh, did you enjoy it, young man? Indeed I did, sir. And I enjoyed your comedy with the duck very much. Oh, gee, that's nothing. You should see him do uh, it. Uh, Jerry's a very loyal little friend. <laughs> He's my understudy. Understudy? Yeah. Yep. Just think, I, I could have gone on yesterday afternoon, but they couldn't find me. Wasn't that bad luck? I hope you weren't indisposed, sir. It was no consequence. Uh, you'll excuse my appearance, uh, my makeup. <laughs> but I get ready early and then sit and read a little. Uh, too time to go on. Not at all, sir. Though I must say, I, I have no idea what you really look like if I should happen to see you on the street tomorrow. Yes, a clown's makeup is a pretty good disguise. Yeah, I found that out. You sure miss not seeing him do it. Uh, uh, Jerry tells me you were kind enough. To include me in a little party tonight. Yes, sir. That's why we came by. Everyone's been so kind to me around here, I, I sort of thought a little party might be nice for a change. Uh, you're very kind, but uh, I'm afraid I won't be able to come, though. Oh, I... please don't refuse. I'm going to get my fiancée to, to make... Fiancée? Yes. Yeah, you see, she makes marvelous spaghetti. I thought it might be nice for a change, and so... Fiancée? You... Uh, you mean you're engaged? Why, yes, of course. Uh, but why didn't you tell me? I, I... Uh, I, I'm i afraid I don't understand what you mean, sir. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, of course. I, uh, I'm forgetting myself. I, uh, you must excuse me, my boy. Surely. Uh, aren't you feeling well? Oh, yes, yes. I'm quite all right, thank you. Uh, for a moment, I was, uh, I was thinking of something else. Uh, so, you're engaged to be married, eh? Yes, sir. Uh, of course, we'll have to wait a while yet. You see, I'm just beginning in business. It takes a little while to get started. Wasn't it nice of Mr. Grayson to be willing to help me out about the box of dads? Indeed it was, Jerry. I'm only too happy he came to me. Guess I've got a soft spot in my, my heart for show folks. Yeah, his dad was a great actor. Isn't that something to be proud of? He still is a great actor, Jerry. Yes, Mr. Bradley, I'm pretty proud of my father. Well, 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 I... So you see, we'll have lots in common, I'm sure. Can't I prevail on you to join us after the show tonight? Yeah, please, Mr. Bradley. We'll have lots of fun. Well, I'm sure you will. And I should like very much to meet your young lady, Mr. Grayson. But uh, I'm afraid I'll have to deprive myself of the honor this time. Oh, say, that's too bad. I, I thought sure you'd come if Mr. Grayson asked you personally. Well, I'd like to, Jerry, very much. Uh, but you know my old heart can't stand as much as it used to. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Oh, it's nothing, nothing, I assure you. But, well, I've had a couple of pretty big shocks in the last two days. I guess I'd just better take it easy. I'm sorry. Sally will be sorry, too. Sally? Is uh, that her name? Sally Grayson. Well, uh, <laughs> she's not Sally Grayson yet, Mr. Bradley. Oh, no. No, of course not. Uh, I'm afraid we've kept you too long now. Goodbye, Mr. Bradley. I'm certainly glad to have met you. And I'm mighty glad to have seen you. I... You're sure you won't change your mind? Oh, thank you. I I don't dare risk it. Goodbye, then. Coming, Jerry? Sure. See you later, Mr. Bradley. Hello there, Mr. Randall. Oh, hello. Uh, 
What are you uh, two doing in Johnny's wagon? Trying to get him to join us tonight. But he turned us down. See you later, Mr. Randall. After the show tonight. Yes, yes. Glad to come. Thank you, Grayson. Johnny. Johnny, uh, you all right? Yes. Yes, I'm all right. But uh, what happened? My son. My son. To see me in a clown's makeup. Didn't he recognize you? No. Not with this grotesque face on. Yes, but uh, your voice. I changed it. Very little, but just enough. And after all, he'd, he'd scarcely expect to find me here. And after all the trouble I went to to keep him away from you. Tides of fate, Mr. Randall. The tides of fate. Johnny, why don't you chuck your pride and go to that party tonight? Surprise your no, boy. No, no, I couldn't. He'd be proud of you. Don't ask me, Mr. Randall. Don't ask me. shame and why is he hiding from his son and the other guy said all the trouble i've gone to to hide it what is it I don't know. it's dumb he just couldn't make enough money doing shakespeare i guess nobody not. can whatever you know patrick stewart could patrick stewart goes but he's patrick stewart you know <laughs> and even yeah. he's got his star trek i think he makes a lot more on his star trek gig right Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's how it is. Patrick Stewart. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, this is a fun little thing. But, again, I, I really had fun coloring this uh, King Kiddo. Oh, he's I think that one adorable. Was, uh, well, I think... Actually, he's he's not King Kiddo. He's or is he? He's a knight. It says King Kiddo confronts a plethora oh. of magical beasties. Oh yeah. God, dang it! Medieval, magical beasties. Magic. Yeah, Gosh darn it! Medieval kings would fight on. You know, some would fight on the on the battlegrounds. You know, King Arthur fought. Uh, you know, I mean, he he would. You know, allegedly would fight unicorns. Sure. They were on the wrong side of history. Well, pink unicorns with rainbow blankets over them. Gosh darn it, I love this world. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I live there forever? Forever! Okay. Oh, by the uh, way... No, the... we've just got the reality of a, of a weirdo across the street that steals things. <laughs> a U-Haul. Who, how could you ever get caught with a stealing a U-Haul? I mean, you know... I'll tell you how. Stupidity. Yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody so. wants somebody to feel superior to. But we got it here, honey. Oh, we so many. So, much. so many and so much. <laughs> the 20-year-old who can't take his garbage cans in without using his car. Yeah, that's so sad. Oh, God. I mean, it, it has wheels on it. It's got I, wheels, dude. And can't mow his grass. You know, I, I again, I, I still think he should have uh, he should have mowed the grass by pulling it around with his his little Honda, mm -hmm. like he does the garbage can. You know, he, I, I guarantee you that thought has passed his mind. 
Mm-hmm. You know, can I mow the oh, grass yeah. and, and drive my car around to do it? Yeah. You know he's thought of that. That's Again, adorable. A job that people do, you know, two jobs that people do when they're 10 years old. This guy can't do either one of them right. Taking out I the would trash prefer to sit grass. live next to multicolored sea, sea, um, sea serpents and I their kin and their unicorn masked kin. Yeah, I yep. like that. So, um, that you no, know, that was a lot of fun to color. So, uh, that That's was adorable. That was a treat. I like the chain mail too. That was fun. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I love I love coloring chainmail. Like, yeah, you know, you do it gray, and then I did a sky blue for the highlights to make it look kind of shiny. You know. Yeah. So, um, adorable, adorable. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, uh, all right. Well, we have ten minutes. I don't have any more audio to play, but oh. um, we uh, wow. we could just we That's could wrap weird. it early if we wanted to. That there would be no crime in that. Um, but we uh, could wrap it early. Yeah, I'll just talk about tomorrow on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Miles will be talking about a World War II submarine story. Uh, Joe is going to be talking about Johnny Carson because he has a birthday around this time. Michelle is going to mm-hmm. focus on, because it's our last show before Halloween, we've been doing monster-themed topics on the show. We did Made Monsters, Werewolves, and Zombies so far. So tomorrow night will be... Draculas. No, I know that would irritate her. Draculas. Draculas um, are made. I, I, no, no. Well, you know, exactly. Um, they it, well, yeah, they, so they're not, they're not made by science. They're made by an evil curse. Um, you know, anyway, why are you distracting me from the. So tomorrow's dr- vampires. And she's going to be talking about vampire movies, and um, I'm going to be talking about more Bela Lugosi movies uh, tomorrow because, hey, Bela is one of my favorites, and I've got a couple books that I'm, you know, thumbing through and want to find some tidbits. And um, and what's funny is some of the books that I have, the Bela Lugosi books that I have, were published by the same publisher that did Bob Weatherwax's book that Bob and, I'm sorry, that uh, Joe and Barb uh were heavily involved in four feet to fame so they have a lot of really cool books it's uh called bear oh gosh um i'll find it in a second but yeah so that all you know so a lot you know last hurrah for halloween uh unfortunately we never i didn't get to do a new song this year with mort from kill the hippies um so Darn. It is, it is. I had a few ideas, but he never got back in touch with me. He's 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 been busy with his small business, and I've been busy with my small business. So, um, crap happens. Um, but yeah, let me find the the publisher. Go ahead and start saying your final thoughts, Suze. Well, I don't like this time of year. It's cold, and it makes me sad. But I'm trying hard to enjoy it. And I'm enjoying baking again because it was too hot to bake. This has been a hot summer, but I'm going to make some banana bread. Instead of making lemonade from my lemons, I'm going to make banana bread from my rotten bananas because I buy bananas and I like having them. But you know what? They go bad too quickly. Yeah. Too quickly, I say. Yes. So, uh, yeah, let me see. Bear Manor Media. 
is uh, the the book, one of the books they'll be talking about. But Bear Manor Media is the one who they did uh, Four Feet to Fame, uh, the Bob Weatherback story. They do a lot of special interest Hollywood stuff, very cool stuff. And uh, tomorrow, Four Feet to Fame. You know what that means? Puppies. Mm-hmm. Puppies. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be talking about the Ed Wood and the Lost Lagosi screenplays. He actually has... Lugosi's a favorite. Yeah, well, Ed Wood had a lot of uh, uh, unfinished uh, scripts for, yeah, for Bella. Yeah, So, interesting yeah. stuff. But, um, alright, anything else from you, Suze? No, I can't think of anything wonderful. We're just redoing things and reorganizing things and living life. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're working on our the the scary season. Uh huh. And we're working on our uh, uh, storage for our our back stock for our yeah store and reorganizing things and that's always fun to do in the fall yeah yeah the garage so yep and we got our booster shots well i got my booster shot you got your flu shots i got my flu shots so we're ready to go into the season yep yep very excited so all right. Good night, everybody. We'll see everyone uh, next week with uh, more chit chat and more stories. Have a great Halloween, everybody. And we'll see everybody on It Came from Cleveland tomorrow. Bye bye.